There's a word from the Lord as we continue this series that God has given us. Here at Bible Way, our theme for the year 2022 is faith, family, and community. God has given us three different series that we were instructed at the beginning of the, of the year to prepare to preach from. The first, first third of the year, we preached from the series simply entitled Faith Matters. Now we are in the second third of this year of 2022. Our series is entitled Family Matters. Please look at somebody and say, your family matters. It matters. It matters. It matters. This family reunion is here today because family matters. This is the seventh message in this series. And I want to tell you, you don't want to miss the last message. I hope God allows me strength to preach it. We're going to close it out in the first Sunday in September. God has given me a message simply called Family Reunion. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we that are alive and remain shall be. I just, I'll tease you now, okay? The great family reunion, amen. But this seventh message, this seventh message is found in the book of Genesis chapter 17 and verse 7. The New Living Translation, one verse, Genesis chapter 17 and verse 7. The series, once again, is entitled Family Matters. Listen to verse 7. Listen to what God says to his servant Abraham. God said, and I quote, I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you. Oh, I love this part. And your descendants <laughs> after you. From generation to generation. This is, says the Lord, the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Clap your hands and give God a hand of praise. I want to, before we issue this subject, I want to do something special. I want to dedicate this service to someone who would be here if she had not been sick. She was a part of this family reunion. Sister Maddie Anderson Robeson, faithful member of ours. Maddie planned on the planning committee, worked in this church in Townley. She has been sick for the last several months incapacitated, not able to get out to be the service. But y'all help me celebrate Maddie today. Help me, help me. Maddie, I know you're listening. We dedicate this service to you. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject, from generation to generation. Clap those hands and take your seat, if you will. From generation to generation. Listen, perhaps you have, perhaps we all have, at some point in our lives, particularly if you've been in church for any length of time, or even if you haven't, you've heard the expression generational curses. How many of you heard that? <laughs> generational curses. Uh, the truth is, many people have been misinformed, many people have been frightened, many people have been made to be confused by those who've made a living, made a whole lot of money, Pastor Lawson, <laughs> writing books, preaching sermons about generational curses. They like to tell you about it because they want to come behind you and tell you how they can help you overcome them. 
by just donating to their ministry <laughs> or buying their books. For there is, and I understand this, I, I'm not here today to dispute and argue whether there are generational curses. I know. I know where this derives from. I know in the Bible where it comes from. I know and I am very familiar with the iconic ancient proverb that simply says each generation will reap what previous generations have sown or what former generations have sown. However, this proverb goes both ways. Can I preach this? I would add that each generation is also blessed because of the faithfulness and dedication of former generations. Can I add that? Help me look at somebody and say, you're blessed because somebody before you bless you and pray for you. See, this is what I'm referring to. These blessings are what I am referring to in this message as generational blessings. Somebody say blessings. Uh, and so my assignment from the Lord today is not to talk about the curses. You can go to somebody else and they tell you about all the curses that are on your life. That's not my assignment. My assignment is not to talk about why you are jacked up because your daddy was jacked up. <laughs> and why your son is no good because his daddy was no good. You go to somebody else to tell you all of that. I stop by to tell you as opposed to talking about the curses, I want to talk about the blessings. Is there anybody here today want to hear about the blessings? Somebody say, preach about the blessings, Pastor Jackson. Thank you. I believe I will. Okay. I want to talk about the blessings. Why? There are enough things in life that will already depress us. <laughs> there are, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't want to talk about earthquakes or monkeypox or, or COVID-19. I, 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 I don't want to talk about any of that stuff right now. I want to talk about the blessings of God that are in store for those that trust in the Lord. There God. Somebody say greater is on his way. Someone say blessings are on his way. Don't say it if you don't believe it. If there's anyone believe that where you're headed is better than where you've gone and what God has for you is better than what you've been through, you got to have 10 seconds to stand to your feet, clap your hands, and give God your best praise for the blessings. I don't want to talk about who's done you wrong. I don't want to talk about who's not helping you out. <laughs> I, life is too short for me to waste any more breath talking about that. I want to talk about what eye has not seen, ear has not heard, has not even entered into the hearts of men what God has in store for me. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that no greater is coming, that know that God's got something better? Listen, listen, listen. Here's an interesting quote that I found that was issued by former President Ronald Reagan. I told the church earlier this morning, I'm not in the habit of quoting Ronald Reagan much, but I did find this wonderful quote that says this, and I quote, each generation goes farther than the generation preceding it because it stands on the shoulders of that generation. I need to let all you egotistical, self-absorbing people know 
who's always tweeting and posting about how great you are and showing people's pictures of all of your accomplishments. I don't need to see another honor roll from another third grader that I don't know. That's your family business. Keep it in your house. But I'm here to let you know something. That if you have achieved any measure of success, it is because you are standing on the shoulders of somebody else. (laughs) Is there anybody that know that you would not be where you are if you had not been placed on the shoulders of someone else? I am here today because there are people who put me on their shoulders. I'm here today because my uncle put me in his car, drove me to Benedict College, registered me for college, and said, work out the financial situation. If there's anything due, his parents and I will work it out. I'm here today because there were deacons in this church, Deacon Albert Simmons, who put me on their shoulders, Elder Lloyd, Deacon Frank English, Deacon Weston, and others. I'm here today because there were praying missionaries. One of them was from Fort Mark, South Carolina by the name of Mother Josephine Randolph Anderson who put me on her shoulders and said, boy, I'm praying for you. And when I wanted to quit, she said, what's wrong with you, boy? Hold your head up high. Mother Anderson never had a formal education, but she had something more important than a degree. She had the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost gave her discernment to pray for young people when they didn't know they were. How many of you know that there were people praying for you? You didn't even know they were praying for you. Mother Anderson would come to church every day and have noonday prayer service and get on her knees and pray for the next generation. What are you saying, Pastor Jackson? You are where you are today not because of might or power or your strength. It is because God allowed somebody to place you on their shoulders. Don't you ever get so up in it, you forget people who help you. Don't you ever get so that you forget people who could not afford to go to college, but sent you food while you were in college and raise a little money to help you out while you were there. How many of you had somebody give you a push? Don't fool me, maybe the rest of you did it by yourself. But is there anybody in the house that know that God placed somebody in your life that placed you on their shoulders? You got five seconds to give God your best praise. Tell the Lord, thank you. Somebody say thank you. It is important that we remember that we owe a debt of gratitude to former and previous generations. Uh, It is important that you never forget. It's important to keep going to the cemeteries. And I know because people say to me, why you going there? Don't you know that they can't hear you? I said, that's my business. I can talk to spirits as much as I want. Spirits talk to you. Why don't you talk to spirits? What do you mean, Pastor Jack? The lying spirits talk to you. Cheating spirits talk to you. Drinking spirits talk to you. Why can't you go talk to some godless spirits and say, Daddy, I thank you. Grandmama, I thank you. If it had not been for you, the song says somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me. Listen, you owe a debt of gratitude to people who've gone on before you, who place you on their shoulders. Also, we should remember Not only do we owe a debt of gratitude to former and previous generations, we have a responsibility to do something meaningful for the benefit of future generations. This can't all be about you getting the next car. Ooh, preach Pastor Jackson. 
this cannot all be about you taking the next cruise or you buying the biggest house or you get the best job. You've got to have a next generation mentality. You, if somebody help you, why can't you help somebody else? Someone put you on their shoulders, why can't you put someone on your shoulders? I asked the church this morning, brother deacons and brother preachers, I asked the congregation this morning, how many of you have anyone on your shoulder? Who is on your shoulder? Can you name two people that you look out for that are younger than you? Or are you always looking for stuff, never giving stuff? I hate old folk begging. <laughs> because you know I, I ain't tired. I'm old too. I'm getting even older. And I know you need something. But if you live long enough, you ought to know God will make a way somehow. What I like about the previous generation, Deacon Thomas Kennedy, is that no matter how broke my grandmama was, she saved a little bit for the grandchildren. Now we got grandmamas begging grandchildren, give me something. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna like me after this. The previous generation, I never knew we were poor. <laughs> I, I never even knew what broke was because my grandmama had old chest. Ooh, right there on Zion Avenue in Arthurtown. And she kept something in that old chest every time. And every time the grandchildren would come, she would run us out of the room because she didn't want us to see her little hiding spot. But we would look and she would go in the chest and she would get something out of the bag. She wrapped it up in two or three bags, Mother King, and she would get something and she would put a quarter in our hand and say, y'all go get something. And when I got older, I realized that Grandmama didn't have much. And for her, Monique, to give us a quarter mean it was a quarter out of her own budget that she had to give somebody else. But thank God for somebody who put somebody on their shoulders and say, this is bigger than me. Question is, who do you help? Question is, who's on your shoulders? Question is, is there a generation of people that come after you that you save a little bit and you do a little bit to help them? We have an obligation to help future generations. The truth is, whew, <laughs> the reason why you're blessed today is God put people in your life whew, that did so much with so little. Ah, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. So much with so little to be where we are today. Listen to this very inspirational, anonymous saying that I found. I want to share it with you. It says this, and I want you to see this. Older generations gives us blessings by sharing their story. How many of you ever been told a story by the older generation? I told the church this morning at eight, Mother Lumpkin, when I was young, I would hope my granddaddy would shut up. I'm tired of hearing about Fort Mark and Gadsden. I was hoping that Uncle Joe would be quiet and they would make me sit down and they would tell me the story of Ishmael Jackson and Nancy Sumter. And they would tell me how their great-grandfather sharecropped and they would tell me how one of their cousins had to dress up as a girl and take a train to New York City because the Ku Klux Klan was trying to kill them. I was young, I didn't want to hear that, but when I got older, whew, and now that they're dead and gone, I said, I wish I heard a story. I wish I can tell a story. I wish they can tell me one more. Somebody say one more story. Come on, is there anybody in here beside me want to thank God for the ancient stories? Ah, uh, come on. Thank God for Mother Simmons. Thank God for Daddy Bills and others. Anybody remember the stories they told? 
But listen to the last part of this quote that I want to put back on the board. It says, older generations gives us blessings by sharing their story. Younger generations, we're speaking to you now, listen to their stories and their wisdom for their stories and memories will bind us together. Young people, listen. Young people, listen. If you've got elderly people in your family, go by and see them. Let me tell you, I'm mad at some of my younger family members that they don't go by and visit my mother more. She's going to be 88 years old. And I know what's going to happen. I told the church, I know what's going to happen because I've been there. When mother closes her eyes and she's somewhere at Greenlawn, they're going to go by and cry and say, Grandmama, I miss you so much. I wish you were here so much. I said, go see her now. She's alive right now. Just get in your car, drive to Eastway Park, and go visit her right now. Let her tell you the stories. We've got so many young people that are so busy that they don't have time to listen to the stories. How many of you have got elderly people in your family? Go find them. Go hear the stories. Go sit down and let them tell you. Because here's how the story goes. The Lord made a way out of nowhere. Son, when, when we did not know how we would make ends meet, God kept making a way after nowhere. The old folk would say, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. Mother Mazzalee Lord said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, how many of you know there's a story you need to hear about how good God has been? Is there anybody in here right now say, Lord, I thank you. Come on and tell God I thank you. Lift those hands and say, Lord, I Thank you. Listen to this text. This incredible text in the book of Genesis chapter 17. The 17th chapter of the book of Genesis is considered by many biblical scholars as one of the most significant chapters in the entire Bible as well as in the book of Genesis. Listen, as a young seminarian, I was told by an Old Testament professor that perhaps the entire Bible sits on the foundation of Genesis chapter 17. In this one chapter, the Lord changed Abram's name to Abraham. And God uses the word covenant 13 times in this one chapter. Covenant is an agreement, is a promise between God and man. God says, I promise you that I'll do something for you, but you've got to be faithful and obedient. God, 13 times, Dr. Sharon, God uses the word covenant in this chapter. And he tells Abraham, before Abraham had any descendants, that I'm going to give you more than anybody else. Now, it takes faith to rejoice over a promise when you don't have any evidence that it has already happened. Anybody can rejoice over something that happens. How many of you can rejoice over a promise of God? When God said, I will do this, can you trust God and say, God, I may not have it now, but I believe that you are a man of your word. Abraham had to trust God when he had nothing. He had no descendants. God tells Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, in that one chapter, God uh, leaves five or six different promises to Abraham. He says to him, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and I will make you famous. Uh, you will be a blessing to others. Somebody say, but God. He said, I will bless those that bless you. And I will curse those that treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Abraham, I know you don't have anything now, 
but I'm going to make you a promise. I'm going to enter into a covenant relationship with you and say, I will make you a blessing. Anyone who bless you, I will bless them. If you want a blessing, you ought to bless somebody that's blessed by God. Can I get a witness? I will make you famous. Yes, I will make you. You don't have to be an influencer. I will make you an influencer. You don't need a certain number of folk following you because when God follows you, that's all you need. How many of you know that God is on your side? Abraham, this is my covenant relationship with you. And that would have been good, brothers and sisters, if it would have ended there. Oh, but look at God. Chapter 17 and verse 7, God takes it even a step further. Look at what God says. He says, and I quote, I will confirm this covenant with you and not only you, with your descendants. From somebody, here it is, from what? Generation? Somebody say, from generation to generation. Your children, your children's children, your children's children. God says, I will confirm this covenant from generation to generation. What is God confirming? Look at what he says. Look at this. He says this. This is the everlasting covenant. In other words, this cannot be broken. This cannot be voided. What are you promising God? Oh, somebody look at the text that's on the board. God said, this is the everlasting covenant that I will always be your God. Oh, is there anybody happy right now? Let me break this down. When you're sick, I'm your God. When you're broke, I am your God. When you're lonely, I am your God. When you've been hurt, I am your God. When you're on the operating table, I am your God. When you don't know how you can make ends meet, I am your God. Did somebody get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Wave at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is always your God. He's a doctor in the sick room, a lawyer in the courthouse. He is your God. The old church says he's a hard fixer and a man. Woo! Somebody say, my God, my, 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 my God, my God. Who am I preaching to? Somebody say, he's my God. He's my God. How do you feel, Daryl? I feel good because he's my God. Sick, but my God. Broke, but my God. Let's have some church in here. Stand on your feet. Give God a praise. Throw your head back and say, my Woo! Ah, can I preach? May I preach? Should I preach? I heard Mother Maddie Harris say, what you know about Jesus? Priest of this side of the church. What you know about Jesus? He's alright. Al, he's alright. He's alright. Throw your head back and say, He's alright. My God. Young man, your God. 
Young ladies, your God, your God, my God, my God, my, my, my. I feel like preaching, I gotta go, I gotta go. Here's the key. Go with me. That would be all right if that verse ended like that. Please put verse 7 back on the screen. But after he said, I will always be your God. Then he added, Mother Janie Ruth Jackson and the God of your descendants. I'm Cedric's God. I'm DJ's God. I'm Laura's God. I'm Keturah's God. I'm Antoine's God. That's my mama's grandchildren. He is the God of all your children and your children's children. Some of them don't even know right now that the only reason they have not been destroyed is because God is the God of their grandmama. God is the God of their granddaddy. Is there anybody in the house want to help me give God a praise for being the God of my descendants. Say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Anybody want to thank him? From generation, from generation, from generation. Can I show you something? Can I show you something? I need seven more minutes. Can I show you something? Go with me upstairs to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Y'all sit down if you can. If the seat's on fire, jump up and say, Lord, I thank you. Well, sit down if you can. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And ah, the New King James Version. Beginning at verse number two. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you who am I preaching to look at your neighbor and say neighbor there's some blessings running after you there's some blessings that will chase you down there's some blessings with your name on it that's getting ready Chase you down. Bless in the city. Bless in the country. Bless the fruit of your body. Bless going in. Bless coming out. Look at verse number seven. Look at verse number seven. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face they shall come out against you one way and flee seven ways the lord will command these blessings over you stand to your feet and say lord i'm already blessed Say, Lord, I am already blessed. Say, Lord, I thank you. Can you thank him? Can you thank him? Can you praise him? Is there anyone in here can take just a little time and say, Lord, from generation to generation, God has been good to you. God has been good. God has been God has been. Where are my worshipers? Where are my worshipers? Think about what God did for your family and your family's family. Somebody ought to thank you. Somebody ought to. Somebody ought to. Praise. You owe God 
one good praise. You owe God one good. I'm done. Generation to generation, y'all put a quick dance over what God is getting ready to do for the next generation. Dance over your children. Dance over your family members. Dance over. Share these three insights and I'm gonna go. I told my granddaughter who's 14 years old, <laughs> she said to me, she said, Granddad, somebody says, where do you get all of those smarts from? Why, why are you doing so good? Why, 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 why things seem to be so easy for you? And I said, Kimmy, listen to this. There are people before you who prayed for you before you were even born. Woo! Y'all excuse me, because I know some of you think you just got it like that. But how many of you know I thank God for generations and generations and generations? Where is my family from Fort Mark? From generation to generation to generation that bless you. Listen, woo! gotta leave you with this somebody throw your head back one good time and say Lord I thank you <laughs> mother don't worry about it the covenant is everlasting <laughs> the devil can't break this Deacon Simmons don't worry about it I know you just had a grand but that grand is going to be blessed your grand is the great-great-grand of Mother Elizabeth Simmons who laid the foundation of this church. Your grandbaby don't even know uh, that they're blessed because of the generations who came before them. Listen to this. Three key insights. Take your phone out. Take a picture of this on the screen. Take a picture of this. Write it down. Take your phone out three key insights in life we should focus more on the blessings that the Lord has promised us and not so much on the problems that we may be experiencing God told me last week as I was working on this message we spend too much time analyzing the problems and not enough time thanking God for the blessings. Starting today, for every minute you spend analyzing your problem, spend two minutes thanking God for the blessing. Second key insight I want you to take with us. You can download this from our website later. We should remember this. I need you to remember something. That all of our blessings come from God. For God reminded me no matter what I achieve in life, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. You didn't graduate with honors just because it was all about you. Is there anybody in here know that all of my help, all of my blessings, whew, 
Somebody say, all of my blessings come from God. They may come through other people or other situations. <laughs> but the blessings come from God. Sister Levy, you are a lawyer today because God bless you. Ooh, there are people today that are doing what they're doing because God bless you. Ooh, can I preach to somebody? Somebody lift your hands and say all of my blessings come from the Lord. Ah, here's the third and the final insight. Third and the final insight. Please, 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 please remember this one. We should not just pray to receive a blessing. Too many of you are too obsessed about will you get your next blessing. But we should also work hard to be a blessing. Am I preaching to someone? Please just wave at somebody. Don't touch, don't hug, but just say be a blessing. Tell them work hard to be a blessing. Stop worrying about when you will get your next blessing. Start working hard on how you can become a blessing. Deacon Ike Holman whew, was a blessing to Darrell Jackson at 33 years old. This brother didn't have to do it, but he took me under his wings and he said to me, I may not ever get to the state house, but if I can help you get there, then it's just like me being there. Woo. Has anybody ever been a blessing to you? Then you need to be a blessing to somebody else. Please look at somebody and say, be a blessing. Be a blessing. Stop looking for blessings. And ask God, how can you be a blessing? For the next generation, you've got to be a blessing. Listen, we're done. But there's a wonderful altar call song that's was recorded by Elevation Worship and Arts Ministry. And this song blessed me so when I heard it over and over again. And I encourage you to just download it on your phone and watch it bless you. When you're going through something <laughs> and the enemy is trying to discourage you, the song is simply called The Blessing. May the Lord bless you, the song says, and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. The altar is now open for anyone who, who is so grateful. Maybe you're praying for the next generation. Walk down those aisles, stand to your feet, wherever you are, come and stand at this altar. Ooh. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace the second stanza of this song says may his favor whew, be upon you and a thousand generations I thought about you mother when I read this next verse your family and your children and their children whew, and their children <laughs> Woo! thank you Lord we're pronouncing blessings right now if there's anyone in here and you want the next generation of your family to be blessed I need you to leave your seat and come stand if you're praying for your children and your grandchildren they may not be where you want them to be but God says I'm about to bless them Woo! in a special way it's so easy to listen to the enemies and try to give up on those we love. 
but I'm here to declare today the enemy is a liar uh, Cedric and the praise and worship team are coming and we're going to just pronounce the blessing the song said the blessing over you and your family and your family's family Woo. come on right now Thank you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Just wave those hands. Lord, turn his face toward you. Thank you, Ting. And give you
you that are joining us virtually, pause wherever you're doing. Those that are listening by way of radio, those that are in this sanctuary, listen to this text. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you. Thank you, Lord. I from generation to generation this is the everlasting covenant I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you I will always be your God you can always count on me I will always be there in times of trouble and for your family and your family's family. Once again, before we pray in his favor, come on, tell him one more time. Say, and pray generations and your family and your family and their children and their children. So the other day, and we're going to pray after this, I was praying intently for, intensely for one of my grandchildren, <laughs> that God would bless him in a special way. There's some things, and I said, God, I was just praying, calling out his name. God reminded me, he said, get up. <laughs> he said, it's already done. <laughs> God says your daddy held your son's hand when he was dying before these children were born and God says it's already done and I got up and I declared no weapon formed against anybody in my family shall prosper anybody know it's for you and you come on somebody lift those hands and say it's already we thank you we bless you <laughs> from generation <laughs> to generation <laughs> oh thank you Lord that message was for me <laughs> from generation to generation you have promised to be my God and to not only be my God but you promised to be the God of my descendants so you are my son's God you are their children's God you are future children's God thank you Lord it's already done <laughs> it's already done I thank you for the blessings thank you for the covenant someone under the sound of my voice God they're going through something right now they are wondering if it will work out. You told me to remind them that it has already been worked out. <laughs> they just can't see it yet. Thank you, Lord, for future blessings of future generations. 
this is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks and everyone that loves the Lord said amen 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 look at somebody and say for his favor is on you and your children and their children listen if you want to commit your life to the Lord the elders and the ministers are at the back if you're looking for a church home we invite you to consider Bibleway Church of Atlas Road but absolutely no pressure we're not in the business of building membership we're in the business of changing lives okay if you're joining us virtually the numbers are on the screen you can call right now but just remember God is doing something great God is doing something great come on worship team right now as Pastor Lawson comes and lead us into the vision orphan God is doing something great for you right thank God for that word as you stand to your feet and customary that we would do we would ask that you would give in our vision offering and I shared on this morning uh, when I came into this ministry many many years ago not giving away my age how this community has been transformed and it's by this church and by your faithfulness unto God and we often say that little is much when it's placed in the master's hand and what is, what, what is $7? And I know uh, there are times that $7, it can be a lot to you. Amen. But the Bible also tells us to give cheerfully. And whatever it is that you give, do it unto the Lord and give with a cheerful heart. And God, God will bless you. And you can see what God is doing in the midst of our sights. You can see the construction that's going on. You can see how this community has been transformed. And so with that vision offering as, as you give, it goes toward the vision, nothing, nothing else. And we ask that if you would set aside $7 per week to give in that vision offering. And you may say, well, Pastor Lawson, I don't have $7 to give. Well, uh, what do you have? God said, give cheerfully. What do you have? But as you give unto the Lord, I can promise you and I can tell you that God will give back unto you. You will have more to give the next time. And so you can give by way of envelope. Uh, you can give by watching the ways that we give online. You can give, but knowing that this ministry is accountable. This ministry does what it says it's going to do. And so we encourage you to give that $7. We want to, want to remind you also on this coming Tuesday night and throughout the month of July, we will only have virtual services. And so we ask that you would uh, tune in to us on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Let's look to the Lord. Gracious God, our Father, we bless you now. We thank you, God, for the word that went forth to God. And we thank you, God, for the united family, the God, and descendants of Father God of Lang Zion Plantation for being in our service on today. And we pray your richest blessings upon them, the God, as they continue to tell the story. And God, we ought to tell our story also, the God. Bless us right now, the God. Bless us throughout this week, God. Bless our going out and our coming in, God. Bless us, God. We receive the promise of God from generation to generation. We shall be blessed. And I'm in the grace of God. In the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth and forever. Let all the people of God say amen. Amen. God bless you. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning into our broadcast and for joining us in person. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. 
you can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. Now, for additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.